0: This episode is sponsored by the IoT Jobsite, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via letstalk at theiotjobsite.com.
1: Welcome back to the IoT Podcast shows. As always, I'm your host, Tom White. Today, I'm joined by Rob Hollands, Rob is the Managing Director at Sharpend. Sharpend is a full-service strategy, creative content and analytics company moving brands closer than ever to consumers connecting the real world via IoT. Before we get into it, guys, can you do me a favor? Can you like, comment and subscribe to the show? It means you'll get notified when there's a new episode. Rob, welcome to the IoT Podcast Show.
0: Hey, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to it. Likewise, likewise,
1: uh, Rob. Fantastic to have you here um, for our viewers. Then, so this is Rob Hollands from Sharpend. Could you explain a little bit about your business, how you got into IoT, and what it is you do?
0: For for sure, yeah. So so kicking off with Sharpend. Then Sharpend set up back in two thousand and fifteen. Um, and you'll, you'll probably remember, and I'm sure some of your listeners and viewers will, um, IoT was a real buzzword um, at the time, and particularly amongst brands and marketeers who who we look to support. Um, and we really set about to try and demystify this IoT space and translate it really for brands and, and tell them how they might be able to use it to connect with their consumers. So
1: set up in 2015, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, big buzzword back then. Lots of people talking about, you know, around this time, uh, half a trillion devices or, or whatever magical massive number. Um, you remember it. Yeah. 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 So uh, interesting, actually, so, to talk about that. So the, the IoT podcast, one of its main mission uh, missions and part of its mission statement really is to demystify what IoT is to the yeah. man on the street. Right. So uh, love the fact that sharp end. Uh, was was conceived to do that, um, and 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 so so you you set up the business, uh, MD, um, and and tell me a bit about your journey from from here on in.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah, and exactly as you say it. Whereas you, you know demystifying for the man on the street, we set about to do that same thing for brands and then consumers via those brands. Um, so exactly that. I had an interesting background. I started off um in slightly more traditional marketing um and then very quickly moved, capitalised on the digital space during the dot-com boom um, and got into what was really at the time um a group of the first digital agencies. Um, Back in 2002 to 2006, uh, co-founded an agency there with a friend, um, which we set up, ran for a number of years called Untitled Digital Agency and then sold it to a U.S. group. Um, And I guess that's where this journey started is the, the U.S. group that we sold it to was very much focused on brand design and packaging. Um, and you know different business but they were looking to digitalize their business at the time um, and I, I was absolutely blown away about this about the scale of packaging um, and the opportunity there and we spent a number of years trying to look at how we could you know modernize digitalize what is a very traditional medium um, and then in about 2017-18 um, I started seeing another guy out there that was talking about Kind of similar things in the IoT space, and that, that was a guy from Camworth who had set up Sharpend, um, and we very quickly realised, you know, we, we were on a similar mission. Um, him with a startup, me now in a much bigger corporate, and we, we realised we, we'd be stronger and better together. And we, you know, that's been the last few years the, the business has gone from strength to strength, and and we're doing some fantastic things. Oh, amazing!
1: Yeah, it's um, it's great to hear that, and uh, interesting background. I and mean, a lot of the people that we have on the show. Uh, come from either a technical engineering background, move up into tech positions or, or sales as such. Uh, but nice, nice to see you coming from a slightly different angle with the marketing. Uh, and perhaps that's why Sharpens visuals are so on point and the brand story and what that is. Um, and for anyone that hasn't seen it, you know, check out the website. It's uh, it's really really good and a bit of a showcase for what good websites should look like. Um, you've you've touched on there, uh, Rob, in regards to connected packaging. So this is probably the first time that we've had someone on the show talking about connected packaging. Just to delve into that a bit more deeper, can you explain why connected packaging is important and the capabilities and technologies used within it?
0: Yeah, yeah, love to. Um, I often, when when I'm talking about these things, and this, I, I mentioned it, the kind of just being blown away by the scale of packaging. When you think about the internet of things space and you look at, you know, look at the number of human beings on the planet, look at the number of households, look at the number of cars, you're, you're all in the billions. Um, which is absolutely incredible. You start to see that number ramp up when you look at apparel and clothing, you know, 80 billion items of clothing in our lives at any one time. The thing that massively excites me about packaging is it's not the billions or millions, it's trillions. Now that they reckon there's five to 10 trillion pieces of packaging in our lives at any one time. Um, And I've always been blown away by that as an opportunity. If we could connect, you know, even a small percentage of that Trillions and trillions of pieces of packaging via lots of different technologies. But if we could connect just a small percent, what a huge opportunity to reach consumers, to add value into people's lives, to to build the IOT um, uh, across across trillions of things. So that's been, that's been one of the things that's really excited me about packaging. Um, when we talk about the technologies, we're really agnostic in in this kind of space as to what we what we would. Tell a client, you know, it's based on what's what problem we're trying to solve. What's the creative opportunity, and and then we reach the, the technology solution. Um, but there's some common ones you all know. QR codes on pack is a really great way to connect with consumers. Pretty low tech. Um, we've really pioneered um the connected packaging space with NFC near field communications, the ability to tap rather than scan. Um. And increasingly as the, the technology gets better, we're doing a lot more in the, in the kind of computer vision or image recognition or product recognition space. Um, and then you see that leading on to things like augmented reality or, or kind of more VR based experiences. Um, they're probably the key key pieces of tech, but you know, other things like Bluetooth, there's, there's lots of ways that you can engage consumers via, via the packaging.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting how how so much technology can be built into packaging. In fact, um, I'm telling a lie. I said at the start of that, we haven't had anyone on about connected packaging, but we did have Hema Mukamala from Pelion on who mentioned briefly, and I vividly remember it because I was blown away at the time about um, the adhesive tape, right? To secure boxes, actually having microchips and and a circuit board uh, embedded within that tape is something that they're looking at and working on, which is, which is crazy, right, you know, um, but 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 fantastic in terms of its advantages. Um, obvious benefits I can think about here is tracking, asset monitoring, et cetera. Can you talk about some of the benefits that brands can, can have when it comes to connected packaging, Rob?
0: Definitely, yeah, and you touched on one of them, actually, probably the one that we, we hear a lot initially um, around kind of authentication or knowing whether someone's, done something or interacted with a product, whether that's through a smart closure on a wines and spirits bottle um, or or the tape that you were talking about there. Um, And and truthfully, a lot of the areas we're exploring are around consumer experiences and and brands seeing this as a way to deliver stuff they might be delivering somewhere else directly with the consumer. So I tap or I scan or I interact with a product for a brilliant brand experience. Um, and storytelling or to unlock loyalty or rewards or potentially to see things like that product's journey um, through the supply chain or, or things like authentication. Um, so brand experience is definitely a big area for us. We're seeing some kind of interesting growth areas come Packaging as a medium has traditionally been pretty inaccessible, um, you know, if you're visually impaired or suffer from other, some other disability, packaging's not particularly accessible um, and we're seeing quite a lot of tech innovation in the space to look at how can I interact with that pack to have a more accessible experience or to actually be able to have an experience that I wouldn't have been able to have before. Um, there is a massive. We, we talk about it a lot. There is a massive data opportunity for brands, and you know this. This is across the, the IoT space. Knowing who's buying and using your product, knowing where and when they're interacting with it, um, is really valuable. Valuable data. And Sharpen kind of, I should have said at the start really, but Sharpend kind of splits into two businesses. One very kind of agency orientated, consultative. You know, what would compel someone to interact with something, and then what's the brilliant experience when they do? Um, and then the other part of the business, um, which we call it, is a platform called the IO.tt, and that's all about issuing identities and managing what happens when someone does interact. And then the reason I touch on it is then managing all of that great data that you can unlock if you can connect your products.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's truly fascinating and, and almost bewildering the amount of data that can be harnessed through, uh, through IoT devices in general, let alone trillions of, of packages. Um, just to go back one step, you mentioned about computer vision um, and augmented reality. I'd be curious to know what advancements are being made in the connected packaging industry around that, uh, because obviously at the moment we have the QR codes, we have some of this Uh, technology readily accessible, where do you see it going with computer vision and and AR, Rob?
0: It's a really good question. There, When you're, you're talking to brands or consumers, in fact, and you, you'll know it yourself, AR, um, <clears throat> augmented reality, has tended to be uh, somewhat kind of a novelty-based experience today. And I think one of the places AR is starting to move is actually into valuable experiences and kind of genuine value exchange rather than just... a a small disposable piece of fun. Um, That piece of fun can be great, but you know it costs a lot of money, it takes a lot of time for something that's you know downloaded or experienced once. Um, WebAR has helped massively, you know, the fact that this is now appless and we're constantly trying to push for appless experiences. I think the, the experiences will get better. They'll be deeper. They'll be more meaningful for, for augmented reality. We, we still have the real challenge that a lot of what we try and do is, is understand that exact product that you're, you're interacting with. You know, ideally the individual product itself, but at least a kind of size or skew or and something like that. The, the, the challenge we, we do have, and I think this will improve massively with something like computer vision or image recognition, is I, I can tell you it's a pair of Levi's or a Yo Valley yogurt. I might not be able to tell you which exact product it is or the exact size or something like that. And I, I think that technology will get better. Um, still a lot of what we want to know is to we want to be knowing that consumers interacting with that exact product. Um, and that's probably one of the limitations at the minute of AR um, or computer vision.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the advantages there of knowing, you know, what people are buying as opposed to something else down to the actual individual product inherently is going to have lots of advantages. Um, but, you know, work in progress. Right. Um, you mentioned a couple of brands there. Um, keen to touch on that a little bit more. so. Like of Levi, Mac Cosmetics are here as well, and, and and obviously closer to home, Yo Valley companies that you're working with at the moment. Can you talk a little bit more about those projects and 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 how Sharpens working with them?
0: De- yeah, definitely. Um, Yeo Valley, obviously, great kind of British institution. Um, uh, uh, in some other markets, we're aware of it, but big dairy company. Um, and we've worked with them. The, re- the reason they're really interesting is again back to that scale of packaged products. Um, they ship millions and millions of yoghurt products into the market each year. We've used very simple technology and QR. Um, obviously uh, QR is one of those things that has come to market, you know, um, in the Western world, QRs have been less popular up until a couple of years ago. And then we've seen, you know, Apple devices natively scanning via the camera view and obviously QR around the pandemic is certainly become a, becomes a technology that we're much more aware of. But in terms of Yo-Valley, we've connected all of their products with QR down to individual SKU level, um, and we're delivering their Put Nature First platform, which is a really nice kind of sustainability initiative so that the consumer can take all of that experience content. We'll deliver you timed recipes um, based on your location, based on the time of day of interaction. Um, so some lovely grand storytelling brand building, consumer engagement work, but we've also removed, which I I quite like, is we've removed a big friction point, slightly dull use case, but um, it's a good one nonetheless, that um, it was 54 taps on your mobile device to enter their loyalty code. I mean, this is under, under the lid, alphanumeric code underneath there, and it took you 54 taps on a phone to enter that code in, uppercase, lowercase, special characters, all of that good stuff. We've been able to remove that with a single scan of a qr code and yeah. instantly load what is called yokens into your yokens wallet um, and I, I love things like that looking at how this connected technology can you know make consumers lives easier um, make it more meaningful make it more enjoyable in terms of the experience Um, that's a that's a great example of, of doing that
1: yeah well that, i mean that's a massive shift isn't it i mean i mean i wouldn't bother and i would imagine a lot of other people typing in a code like that, you just wouldn't have the time, right? Especially yeah. on a on a throwaway item, like a yogurt pop, you know, the instant yeah. reaction is to throw it in the bin. You know, you've got three seconds to take a picture of a QR code, haven't you? Let alone yeah. keep
0: it, wash
1: it, you know, and then type to in the code. For
0: yeah. yeah, so so let's at least make it easy for people to, to engage. And then, of course, we see, you know, a big increase in the number of engagements. That's a huge data opportunity for the brand um, and all of the great stuff that then comes with that.
1: Hmm. Um, Curious as to why you think QR codes um, were less picked up in Western society than they were perhaps uh, elsewhere in the world. Um, Any reasons for that? Any research or any, you know, why were we slightly slower to adoption on that?
0: Well, do you know, uh, this relates to QR codes and actually any of the tech, tech solutions that we could talk about in this IoT space. One of my instincts, and being in the industry long enough to kind of see it happen, was we we brands in particular were guilty of seeing a technology pretty low cost and simple to implement, and delivering some pretty awful use cases. And you know, there's great examples back in two thousand and ten time, I guess, of QR codes out there on billboards that were impossible to scan, or you know, on a product Marmite pack that then took you through to Unilever.com website and delivered a horrific experience it wasn't mobile optimized, totally irrelevant to the consumer. And um, so I think in, in these markets, we damaged ourselves a bit by racing at the technology without really thinking about the reason and the creative experience and, and what solution we're solving. Um, and you can apply that to, to lots of things. So I think that was one of the challenges um, device Adoption is a huge one. You know, Apple, really dominant device in these markets, didn't didn't really have any kind of favorable lens on QR codes. The, the moment, I think it's 2018, Apple bought them natively into the swipe on the camera.
1: I remember that, yeah. I remember you had to download an app and it was just inconvenient, wasn't it?
0: Inconvenient. And you remember those apps were they were free, but they had awful advertising and they're probably a link mm. to some dodgy mm. p- site. It was all yeah. a horrible user experience. Um, yeah, so I think that was one of the big challenges as it is with all of these technology things and we, we've seen it with NFC as well as the device manufacturers continuously start to unlock the tech, you know, first off they make it so it's in the device, then they start to unlock it so you can use it natively, then it ships with it activated, all of a sudden we've got a much more um, captive audience and we've got less friction points and drop off points. So. Um, we see adoption a lot faster and the brands are behaving better. You know, if you scan a QR code on a, a pack of mom right now, it would deliver you a, an experience that's worth scanning for.
1: Yeah. And what a phrase that is, an experience worth scanning for, right? And I think that's, yeah. the, whole, well, that's the whole point, isn't it? Otherwise, you're not going to do it. Or if you do it once, you're certainly not going to do it again. And you kind of, one would imagine you want people to keep scanning, right? They keep doing this, they go back and for it not to
0: be a one hit wonder. Definitely, um, we we talk we talk really early on is that why would anyone scan, tap, interact, hold it in front of a a, a camera or a screen? Why would anyone do that? What's the what's the thing that's going to compel them to do it? And then you're exactly right. What what makes them go back to it and do it again and again?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, where are we going with connected packaging? So in terms of trends, what have you what have you seen recently? We touched on it earlier with. Bluetooth NSC, perhaps RFID, other forms of connectivity. Where you know, where, where where do you see the market shifting outside of QR codes,
0: perhaps, Rob? Well, I, I think to 2021, we've gone out of it as a real arrival year for this technology. You won't see all of that in market, but I can tell you these big, the Unilevers of the world, the P&Gs, the General Mills, these big holding companies with, with lots of brands below them have all, made big, have all made big moves into this space. And we'll see that continuously hit the market this year um so it's out there. We're going to set a consumer expectation now that your product, whatever it is, whatever technology, there's going to be an expectation that it starts to become connected with a meaningful reason to connect. So I think that's fantastic. We've set the, the baseline now. The technology is there. The devices are ready to interact. Consumer awareness of the technology has reached it and, and brands are doing good stuff with it. That's fantastic. For, for me, 2022, is all the buzzwords that we've heard in the last three weeks as we've entered it around the kind of metaverse, NFTs, Web3. I think looking, we're gonna see this year some really great stuff around how connected packaging can play a role in that world and it, it's perfect for it. you think it's such a physical thing the pack or the product itself and um, increasingly we're looking at ways we can deliver digital things you know that garment in roblox or in that metaverse space but i think we're going to see a great thing around how do my physical products become digitalized to live both with me in my physical world and and in my digital world and the role of nfts on packs or products um I think it'll be really exciting. Connected packaging's role in this kind of Web three world, Web three point world.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you you've opened the you've opened the hornet's nest there for me, right? I, I, only because only because of NFTs. I, I think of NFTs at the moment as really embryonic. You know, you've got basically kids flipping JPEGs at the moment, right? You're making lots yeah. of money, and but it's like, where is this going to go? And I think in in a in a primary sense. You know, for 100 years, you were able to buy something and it wasn't on the blockchain. Now it is. So everything that you buy, everything that you access is probably going to have a, a, a record of it on a digital ledger somewhere. Where? What does this mean for connected packaging? You know, you scan something, do you get an F- NFT for that? Most NFTs at the moment are a gateway into something else. Do, do you get a ticket? Do you get entered into a draw, so on and so forth? So that's, that's for me, is really interesting. I'd love to see the development. Yeah. One yeah. one thing one thing that I'm always keen on, and the things that we kind of always kind of come back to on the podcast, is privacy and security. So there's a lot of data here. We've spoken about how you know that they're using a Yo Valley yogurt, but you don't know which yogurt. Eventually, you're going to know which yogurt they're eating and at what time, and you know potentially where they are. Um, how do we ensure? that the data is being used in a meaningful and the right way. And, and is this a concern or is this something that you advise clients
0: on as well? Um, hugely, and I think it's, uh, it's one of the outside of the wonderful exciting things that will happen over the next 12 months. I think that's one of the areas across everything within the IoT space. Um, you, you said it right, it's a vast amount of data and it it's really personal data, you know, where and when I'm using my product, what products I'm buying, across categories as well. Um it's something we advise clients on, you know, from when we're developing the first experience. Any data that we're capturing, we're looking for a reason why, a genuine reason why we're capturing that data and potentially using it to do something, you usually optimize or enhance the experience of the customer. So that's one of the first things we do. But I I think as an industry, and it's an area we're looking into, there will need to be some work done to kind of self-regulate all around transparency and show you know if we're if we're tracking your product interactions across all of these spaces and your connections in the home and your cars and all of these other areas, um, how can we deliver all of that data to you and be really transparent about it? And I, I I've not got the answer now, but um, it's something we're looking at at solving certainly on. Uh, a kind of smaller level on the experiences we're building um, but I think it, it it transcends that if you're interacting in a retail space if you're then connecting with a product on the go if you're then back in your home with a smart device interacting with that product that's a lot of different ecosystems touch points and um, data points how can we put a layer in that takes all of that data and can show, show you what's being captured where and let you, let you manage those settings um, but that's a that's a problem problem to be solved yeah
1: yeah i, I you know a, a big problem an important one um a lot of a lot of people talk about uh de, um, secure by design so the, the, yeah. the original principles of it built upwards which is interesting the other element here as well and i'm just kind of thinking out loud it's a sustainability piece so um funnily enough actually i've got a it's January, so I'm meal prepping, right? So I'm having my meals delivered to me. I sort to start the new year afresh. And um, I got a I got a box the other day and um, um, and and I was really surprised because on the front it said three easy steps to send this back to us. And I just thought, well, you don't see that that often. And it was a pretty good box. It was kind of sturdy as boxes go anyway, right? Um, and I think the combination of sustainability in packaging... Yeah maybe mixed with energy harvesting as well. So the fact that, you know, if we're running circuit boards or something in there, that they don't need to be powered or that, well, that they don't need to be um, a replaceable power source, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's an interesting dynamic as well in terms of the sustainability of this. And perhaps that's something that you could offer, or I, I, I'm i just thinking out loud, you know, maybe to your brands and to your customers about, uh, getting some of this packaging back for reuse—is is this ever come up in conversations
0: in the past? It does. Yeah, we're doing a lot of work with Levi's in this space. Right. And one one of the observations there is a lot of the time the, the reason that you know we're we're all a bit lazy to be honest, and we try and get it in the right recycle bin, and you know do do good things with our products. If if we add an identity or digitalize that product, take a fashion garment, for example, and we see it travel through the supply chain, arrive in the consumer's life. If that product exists somewhere on a blockchain, wherever it exists, but it's digitalized, we, we we ascribe some form of ownership to it, and then when it comes to its end of life, and this is something we're doing brilliantly with Levi's, we you know we're connecting their garments. We're also allowing consumers to return them to Levi's stores when they've reached the end of their life, and via computer vision, kind of check them into a, what we call a donation wall, and donate them back in return for loyalty points. And there's definitely something. It's like like your box example. If if you digitize something, make it super easy, but some somehow then we've got some ownership and proof of ownership, which then makes us behave good when it comes to that product's end of life or the packaging's end of life or, or whatever it is. So, um, I think that's a really important area. And yeah, another area where there's definitely a growing kind of groundswell of briefs around how do we, um, how do we through connected packaging, through connected products, how can we drive more sustainable behaviors or be a more sustainable business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I never knew that story with Levi's. I mean, that's great, isn't it? You know, that you can bring in some old jeans and you get loyalty points. It has to be worthwhile, doesn't it? You know, otherwise you're not going to bother taking the, the trip to the store, given the fact that most uh, purchases are done online, you know, you yeah. have to have to go back to the store. You're going to have to have something fairly worthwhile to be able to do that. But it, it's really nice to see in the combat against fast fashion, you know, yeah. which, which is a which is a bit of an issue, right? Um, in general and so, Well, a big issue that we need to to, to combat. Um, yeah, yeah. D- d- you know, it's always staggering. So when we when we have people on and we and we talk about uh, particular areas within IoT, because it's so expansive, um, you you really just kind of uncover more and more things and more and more areas, and then connected packaging in general is huge. I mean, you really. Um, you know, once you look into it, you can really see so many different possibilities. It's it's absolutely great.
0: Most most definitely, and and once you connect the packaging and the products, how it then lives within the connected home, you know, you can start to understand which products have I got in my cupboard. To deliver different experiences based on that could help you with your your kind of meal planning at the start of each year and all of that stuff. Yeah, so great, great opportunities.
1: Yeah, fantastic. So where so where are things going for sharp ends this year? Obviously, you spoke about. Uh, well, we've spoken about it a lot. So we've got data, privacy, different forms of connectivity. Any major things on the horizon you want to share today?
0: We're we're focusing on a lot of those areas that we've already talked about and, and scaling those things up. We've, we've been a kind of very UK, European centric business. Um, we've seen a lot of growth um, outside of Europe um, over the last couple of years and we'll launch our um, kind of uh, outpost in in the states this year which will be super exciting um, and so we're doing a lot of work with estee lauder companies you mentioned mac cosmetics um out there which is superb um we did during the lockdown um come up with a crazy initiative which we call corner shop which was to <clears throat> we wanted to put some proof into kind of the this connected retail space and showing how the product can live both in a store at home in a connected environment. Um, we launched the first of those, which is is down in Shoreditch, um, called Corner Shop. So it's a, a fully connected retail space with all sorts of fantastic innovations in there, and um, connected packaging sitting at the core. Um, and we're just looking at how we can we can translate that into the US, maybe as a mom and pop store. Um, but we're we're looking at that, and that's a that's a really exciting initiative. You know, oh, wow. doing something good for good for the industry as well. To say, you know, what's what's the future of retail, um, and how can we demonstrate some of the, the fantastic things that are going to help retailers over the next few years. Fantastic! That's great.
1: Uh, incorporating in Delaware in the in the states, Rob. Yeah, yeah, Could yeah. <laughs> good, good, good Yeah. The, the classic Delaware. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, fantastic! I mean, you know, really, really interesting. Um, where can people find out more about the business? Um, social media, etc. Do you want to share some links now?
0: Yeah, definitely. Fine. I mean, we're, we're on we're on LinkedIn. Connect with any of the, the team there. Um, main source of everything some great case studies as well as on our website sharpen.com. um so definitely definitely have a look there and, and give us a shout particularly you know we, we're keen to collaborate we want to move the industry forward so any partnerships in the space and then definitely any clients that have listened and need some help understanding how the iot can support their brands we, we we'd love to chat
1: excellent fantastic rob uh so come to the end of the show today uh new feature on the podcast Um, well I say a new feature although this is the third time I've said it so I'm not sure if it's new anymore but (laughs) but I'll say it again Uh, so the new feature of the podcast we're asking our previous guest uh, to think of a question for the upcoming guest so our previous guest was Oliver Tucker who's the CEO of Wireless Logic Um, and he asked this question and I'll read it verbatim to the best of my ability Um, with the wider availability of high speed data networks and processing of data at the edge Further opening up video image recognition applications, what innovative uses, uh, use cases for this are you seeing or predicting? So I think we touched on this a little bit, but it'd be useful to answer Oliver's question then.
0: We've we've touched on this, and um, we we have. And um, one of the things when we start to talk to 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 brands about connected packaging, the the big challenge always comes from it's it's logistically, there's some supply chain considerations. How do I get codes from my pack? How do I incorporate and then encode NFC tags if I build it into my product? Um, And a lot of clients, well, clients are very quick to arrive at that. Wouldn't it just be brilliant if I could point and it do it all without changing my packaging? that's that's been, you know, the technology hasn't been there, the latency, the, the challenges. And I think that's that's one of the things that is coming now. Um, still with the barrier that we talked about, you might not know that individual product, but I think we'll see you will see vast improvements there. Um, the, the work that we're doing with Levi's, I mean, it is a magical experience for, for the average consumer or for, for anyone that hasn't kind of played with that techno- technology. To be able to take your Levi's into a store and a beautifully designed, kind of visual wall and hold up the back patch or any product carrying one of the Levi's back patches and it recognise that back patch, it understands which product you're holding and then it deliver you a reward and um, a wonderful experience based on that. That, that type of stuff is, is fantastic for, for consumers. Um, so I think we'll see more more of things like that. Um, we're obviously seeing we're doing some work in our corner shop space as well with the kind of check out and go you know fully contactless checkout type of things um, using using really high tech computer vision to understand who's picking and, and taking which item. We will see progress there for for sure. Fantastic. Uh,
1: cor- sorry, just quickly, corner shop is that is there a link to that off um, off the main website? Uh, there is. Moment?
0: Yeah, go and check it out. And we have we've um, we did a, a kind of two month pop up just before Christmas of opening the space. Um, we've closed for a month now whilst we reset some of the tech and put some new innovations in. And then um, kind of late February onwards, that space will be back open um, pretty much nine till five, Monday to Friday for people to drop in and come and experience some of the things there. Um, all of your listeners and viewers will be very welcome to pop down.
1: Excellent. On that wonderful note, uh, Rob, thank you so much. Being really insightful today. Been great having you on the show.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, Tom. Been great great to talk.
1: And as always, guys, you can find more about the IoT podcast on LinkedIn and Twitter. And check out our website, theiotpodcast.com, where you can watch all the previous episodes, which are hosted on YouTube. It would be great to know your thoughts on IoT and connected packaging. So please do get involved in the conversation. And until next time, cheers.